I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, Coffee Pod. I hope your weekend treated you well. Happy Monday. Welcome back to the podcast. I said all of that in a strange order, but I'm happy you're here. Um, you know, I just want to talk for a second about the joy of decaf beverages and how it can guarantee a special beverage at any time of day. And I think it's underrated. I've gotten recently like decaf black tea that I have at the office and I am just like a coffee drinker, like a black tea drinker. I I like a peppermint moment, but I'm not a big herbal tea person, you know, but I want a warm beverage when I come into the office and I have already over-caffeinated at that point, or, you know, caffeinated to satiety? Satiety? Yeah. I have caffeinated to satiety at that point, and I just feel like I still want something that's got, like, a lot of body to it. I don't, I don't want anything fruity, you know? And decaf black tea is really helping me out right now. Big fan. Um, I've also been putting the brown sugar creamer from Trader Joe's in my black tea in the morning and it feels like a boba, like a warm boba and I love it. Um, I guess it's just milk tea quite directly, which is a treat. Anyway, that's something that I'm excited about this morning, but welcome back to another coffee chat episode. If you are new here, welcome. Every Monday I share with you something I'm learning as well as updates on what's going on behind the scenes as well as what to expect in terms of content for the week. So starting out with three good things. I mean number one is that decaf black tea. Such a treat, such a joy. Number two is warm mornings. Like we woke up this morning it was like 62 degrees. We could open the windows. I sat outside for a bit when I had my coffee and it just is such a dream. I love it. I, yes, no, I wish it was, could be like this year round. And my bird friend, <laughs> which is the nerdiest thing I have ever said in my life. But I have, if you have been listening to the podcast, then you know I have these two birds who visit my bird feeder. I'm pretty sure they're a couple. It's a, a male cardinal and a female cardinal. And their names are Fran and Irv, and we are friends. And they probably come to the bird feeder three to four times a day now. And I have this entire story built around them. Like, I'm pretty sure they're a couple. I'm pretty sure Fran is pregnant. I have no definitive proof or any scientific backing for this. It just, it's just vibes. So I'm pretty sure Fran is pregnant and Irv is a supportive partner. Like today, for example, Fran was eating at the bird feeder by herself, independent woman, and she was having her breakfast. And then I saw Irv kind of fly over and land on the tree next to the bird feeder and then Fran flew back to the what I assume is their nest and then Irv got food and I just feel like what they're doing is taking turns protecting the nest and that they're like working in shifts he's like you know you get your breakfast first you're working hard growing you little baby birds I started to say growing humans but you're growing little baby birds so you know you'll get your food i know you get nauseous if you don't eat first thing in the morning and i'll just take care of it and then we'll switch places and you can go back and take care of the nest so i built a whole storyline and they are my friends and they're bringing me a lot of joy right now and that's not weird okay it's not 
<laughs> let's get a little bit into what I'm learning. So this week I'm really, I mean, I would say like this year is the year of me really releasing the illusion of self-reliance because it is a fantasy that I love. We've talked about this before. Like I am so attracted to the illusion that I can just do everything myself because I don't have to be vulnerable. I don't have to admit weakness, right? I can just kind of take it all on to me. I think like, oh, instead of having to deal with other people's negative emotions, I can just kind of take it all on and power through. And it's not real, right? And I feel like I'm learning this more and more, especially through having conversations of people of color or people from different cultures who are much more comfortable with community and much more communal. Um, And just like the importance of community is something I feel like has been like really spoken over me in the last year. Not even like over me specifically, but just as I listen more, I feel like this is something I'm consistently learning. It's like a pattern of like, hey, get this message, receive this message. And partially in the work that I'm trying to do to be, uh, you know, less white centric, honestly, like less focused on not even like less focused, but just like so in my bubble that the harm that can be done when community is not when you are not in community and when community is not prioritized is mostly done to people of marginalized groups, right? So as I'm trying to understand how self-reliance and privilege cross and intersect, um, I'm also kind of learning as a subset of this just how how much self-reliance is an illusion, period, right? Um we're taught so many false narratives about what it means to be successful. You know, narratives that hold on to the illusion of the American dream, pulling yourself up by your bootstraps and thinking like, wow, they figured all of this out on their own. We hear quotes like, I have the same amount of hours in the day as Beyonce. And we compare our time management skills with someone who has an entire staff supporting her at work and at home. And in real life, right, none of no one is truly doing things alone. As independent as we'd like to think that we are, we need other people. So for some of us, right, it's community of tight-knit friends. And for others, it may be parental figures. For me and my fear of asking for help, it's been much more just like a few friends that I'm not scared to inconvenience. But mostly, if I'm honest, people that I have hired for support like a therapist or coaches or teammates. And there's something really cool about knowing that this is our contractual agreement that helps me to release the fear of asking for help, right? Like going to my therapist and saying like, this is what's going on in my life. This is how I'm feeling is much, much easier than saying, hey, friend, can you hold this space for me and my negative emotions? Because that's something I find really tricky. And I think sometimes like hiring people as a gateway, it's like, okay, maybe I need to move. And instead of asking my friends, I'm going to hire movers. And I understand that that's like obviously rooted in the ability to pay people. Um, But at the same time, sometimes I have held on to the idea that like I can't hire someone because 
I think it's really expensive and then I get I find in reality it's actually like not that crazy like my therapist my insurance at this point covers my therapy so my therapy is like ten dollars a week but before I had insurance because I haven't always had insurance like I'm self-employed that's a tricky game um my therapist I found my therapist on open path which is a sliding scale therapy and I was paying like forty dollars a session which felt like I got to pick that price that felt reasonable to me at the time so I say that to say like sometimes there's resources and support but also sometimes you can just pay someone and that's okay sometimes like one of the things I'm doing right now is like we're about to move just like a temporary move and while we're gone like I'm gonna hire someone to come and like clean the house because I can't do it and I had to like admit that to myself like I had to have a moment where I was like you know what this is something that like needs to be done and you're moving and you're gonna come back and then you're immediately going to a conference in California and like it just can't be you and your partner is kind of coming along you know we're both going to be doing all of this together and it just can't be us and so asking for help is is what we have to do and we're not in the kind of situation where we have like a large community of people we can ask for support like that or even maybe I would feel comfortable so asking a professional is kind of the way that I'm like you know what I can't just rely on myself I do need support this is a kind of a convoluted way of saying that like if you don't have a family network if you are unsure if you have friends who can support you or if you're seeking out if you're building up the resilience or the wherewithal to be able to ask for help sometimes there are cheap free or worth it the money resources that you can ask for help by paying someone by supporting you know asking someone for support in that way and that's kind of what i'm learning right now let's get into what's going on behind the scenes over here so last week i road tripped with my husband to sewanee tennessee which is where he's going to grad school and we just kind of scoped it out got a feel for it kind of got a sense of it i vlogged during that trip so if you haven't checked it out yet it's on youtube at sarah jane case and yeah i vlogged our little road trip it's like four and a half hours each way we did it in two days um it's kind of a whirlwind but i'm glad we made the trip because we really just needed to get a sense for what the area is like and the second thing that happened last week is i had i went through a deep dive planning session with myself um it's kind of what I do when I'm getting a bit disorganized in my mind, like I'm feeling a little scattered or uncertain of like what to prioritize. I go, I kind of give myself a day to just, or even like just like a couple hours to really deep dive plan. And I booked a conference room in our office that had a big whiteboard and I just charted everything out. I was kind of like, where am I posting content? What kind of content do I need to be posting? what am i like what are my offers that are going to come out through 2023 charted all of those out and then just got a sense of like what is the rest of my year going to look like and what is what are my priorities right here right now because i was having all of these like ideas and these plans and these you know obligations that were all kind of crowding up my mind i just needed to get them out and lay them out and then put them in my calendar and it helped so so much i feel so much relief i feel like i have a really strong sense of what the year has 
in store, where I'm supposed to be putting my energy right now, where I'm going to be putting my energy next month. And I just needed it, you know, I don't always need that, but I did, I did this week. And then I celebrated Mother's Day, which is always a little complicated. I'm a stepmom. That's a tricky game. Um, although I have a really good situation with like my kid and our kiddo and I, like we love each other. Um, my husband is incredibly supportive and like really like emphasizes my role and the importance that I have in their lives. Um, but it's just a little bit of a tricky thing. And I was really proud of how I handle it because we had custody on Mother's Day and I felt like, no, like our kiddo needs to be with their mom on Mother's Day. So I told my husband to reach out and just like make sure she knew she could come pick him up, pick our kiddo up and have some time that day. And so um, they did that. And then we made her like basically I made her a, a Mother's Day card. Um, and then my kiddo filled it out. And I just feel like um, that felt that was probably my favorite part of Mother's Day is being like able to be in integrity with making sure that my kiddo knew that I prioritize that relationship for them and that that's something that I like encourage and support. And then we had our little like family dinner at our little favorite restaurant for celebrating and my husband got me peonies and wrote me a little note and it was so precious. And um, I watched a movie. I took a bath that day. It was nice. But, you know, it's a complicated day, especially if you don't have, like, a really strong relationship with your own mom. It's it's a weird one, you know? Um, let's get into what I'm feeling vulnerable about. Vulnerable, <laughs> vulnerable about. Um, you know, I'm feeling a bit vulnerable about being a good partner during grad school. Um we're signing up basically my husband's grad school is like six weeks it's a low residency six weeks intensive and we're moving for those six weeks so we will be moving to Sewanee for six weeks and I am honestly pretty concerned about my own experience <laughs> I'm like really sevening out on it um so if you've gone to grad school and you have things that your partner did or things that you wish your partner did to support you, please let me know, like DM me on Instagram because like I want to be a supportive partner, but right now I'm pretty consumed with like my own experience and making sure that I'm happy and I'm comfortable, which I think is totally fine. I just like also want to be aware because it's going to be way more stressful for him than it's going to be for me like he's going to be working so hard and in the thick of it right and then I'm just kind of like worried if I'm going to have good coffee or not and that's not the same <laughs> like, like those experiences are not equivalent and I could use like some ideas for how I can be a good teammate um and then I'm feeling proud of planning ahead for the things we do need to be doing for our move. Um, again, details about this are like all on the vlog on YouTube. I won't go too much into detail here, but if you want like all the deets and how I'm feeling about it, what's going on, if you want to see some of Suwanee, like that's all on YouTube right now. But in general, like I, we don't have a lot of information. Basically, we don't know where we're living. Like they, they emailed and were like, everybody's going to have a house. 
we just aren't going to tell you what house it is and what what it's like until like three days before you move, which is not how my brain works. Like not my, not my happy place. I want to know what's going on, what we need. I want to have like, I want to have comforts, creature comforts, um, pleasure comforts, things that like bring me joy. Um, and I want to know what I need to be prepared for, but I'm doing the best I can. Like with the limited information that we have, I feel like I have done a really good job of like planning ahead, pausing subscriptions, canceling subscriptions, reorienting things, making a list of things that we might want to pack. And I just feel like, you know what, I'm going to embrace because, because what's happening is I feel a little bit like maybe I'm crazy because like, I am not chill about this at all. Like I do not feel, um, comfortable with not knowing where I'm living until like three days before. I'm also y'all, y'all kind of know this. Like I'm a little bougie in the sense that like, I mean, like I'm a seven, like I don't, I don't want to rough it for three days, for like six weeks. I want to like be in a comfortable place and we have some options. Like we can't really, like it's expensive to rent in town for the summer, like crazy, but there's like one rental that we can kind of like afford. <laughs> and then <clears throat> the others are astronomical in price. And we're like, I'm like, should we snatch this one up or should we wait for the school to give us something that's like potentially better? It's very hard for my seven brain. It's very, very, it's a tricky place. So I'm not chill about it at all. I am not go with the flow. I am not, I'm not being a cool girl about it. I don't feel like a cool girl about it, um, which I think is okay. And I'm really trying to embrace just like yeah, sometimes things are, you feel uptight and like you feel like you wish you had more information. That's totally normal and fine. But I'm kind of just in conversation with one other human who is very go with the flow. And so I'm like, I need some friends. I need, I like need, I like texted a friend of mine who is a similar planner and was like, can you just like remind me that I'm not crazy for feeling like I would like more information? you know? So anyway, I'm proud of myself for doing what I can with what the information that we have. Now, my core desired feelings this month are self-assured, which I'm going to this week embrace that by letting the process be what it is for me. Like really allowing myself to not be fun about it. Like just kind of be like, yeah, I would like more information. I don't do well with a lack of information, a lack of being able to prepare. Uh, and that's okay. To be, it's okay that that's frustrating for me. I don't have to fix it. I don't have to make myself cooler or more chill about it. I can just be like, that's a frustrating thing for me. Um, I'm going to be satisfied by just taking it one step at a time. It can be frustrating and I can go, you know what? There's only so much I can control. I'm going to get the information that I get. I'm just going to take one step at a time. And I'm going to feel strategic by making a plan with the information that I have so that it is as little stressful on the week of as it can be. So that when we get the information, we can kind of plug and play instead of just like waiting until the last minute and then feeling frantic. And my self-care challenge this week, y'all, last week I didn't do mine. I was supposed to go to a yoga class and I just didn't make the time or the time felt like it didn't exist. But this week I am 
cheating a little bit because I'm doing, (laughs) I'm going on a road trip for work on Friday, but I'm calling it my self-care challenge because I love traveling alone. I love going to different cities by myself. And so I think that's going to be like the biggest act of self-care for the week is just a little bit of travel alone time. And then what's coming up in terms of content for the week on Wednesday is the fear of starting something new. And on Friday, I'm answering a question texted into the podcast phone line about realizing years in that you have been mistyped, like you, your Enneagram type has been wrongly typed. And we're going to talk about that, what that's like. So this week is an invitation to allow for people to support you. And if you you feel like, you know, I don't have the community for that, what is a low cost free or maybe absolutely worth the money option that you can do to have someone come in and offer you a little bit of support, bring you this embracing the idea that you do not have to do things alone. And let's end today with a quote from Barack Obama says, don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask for help when you need it. I do that every day. Asking for help isn't a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength. It shows you have the courage to admit when you don't know something and to learn something new. As always, it's an absolute joy to create this content for you. And I will see you Wednesday for the next one. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.